We're joined on the phone today by wrestling legend Paul White, now with All Elite Wrestling, AEW, and they'll be in Minneapolis at the Target Center Saturday for the AEW Full Gear Pay-Per-View. Hey, Paul, how's it going today? Hi, Dustin. How are you? I'm excited, man. Good. Good. I got to get used to referring to you as Paul. That's uh, probably difficult for a lot of people, but uh, it's great to be speaking with you. It is. It's funny, especially guys that I've known for a long time. They'll still call me by show or shiz or whatever you know it's it's tough sometimes for people to get used to it uh, i think jr called me big show a couple of times so there you go well aew is in minneapolis at the target center uh, coming up for the aew full gear pay-per-view and that's got to be great for you getting back on the road in front of fans again you know after all the empty arenas and you know all the nonsense that's happened here in the last two years well i think it's better for everyone i mean you know that's the thing sometimes you don't know what you got till it's gone I think the talent has learned uh, how important, how vital the crowd is. And actually the crowd now is seeing the intensity that the talent is bringing back to the matches and the excitement and everybody's talking about pro wrestling now. So it's a good time. It's a good time to go out there and uh, uh, build that relationship with the audience, these younger talents. And you've been in AEW for uh, going on almost a year now. You know, after being with the WWE for so long, how has that transition been for you to uh, get into a new company after all those years? Uh, it's definitely different. I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of status and a lot of, uh, I guess, tenure that I had at WWE as far as really knowing the operations, the people involved, and, and a lot of the little things uh, that just come with being in a place for a long time. Uh, AEW was a little different for me, a different process, different people, different departments, uh, different talent. So learning to uh, build those relationships and everyone build that trust factor and, and have that, uh, that same synergy of moving forward and putting the best product out there has been really exciting for me because uh, it's just new opportunity, uh, new ways of doing things, new things to introduce, uh, new things to talk about. It's exciting. I mean, at this stage of the game, after four decades, when you get excited about the product again, it's a good thing. <laughs> And uh, speaking of new things, I think a lot of people were surprised you signed on as a commentator for AEW, and you're doing a great job with that. Was that something you were looking to do when you came in? Absolutely. That was one of the things that I talked to, to Tony about, was I really wanted to uh, dedicate some some time for learning the commentating position. The color commentating is something that I wanted to go into for a long time. I never saw myself as a trainer, like a Billy Gunn or, or someone like that. That wasn't my thing, I think. For me, trying to describe what the talents do in the ring to get over uh, and tell their story, I wanted to help relate that. So, and the, like, you know, Gorilla Monsoon and some of the great JR and, and some of the great commentators of the past and try to help that talent get over. And I was excited about it. And also wrestling. So, uh, you know, and Tony and I work on some things for that too on the competing end of it. So it just, it worked out for me. It was almost like a, uh, an open, uh, like uh, a la carte, whatever I want to do, I could do and, and contribute. And it's just been great. Awesome. Yeah. I know you have wrestled a, a little bit here in AEW. Or you say we're going to probably see that uh, again, maybe getting back into the ring down the road? Yeah, I think 2022 is going to be a big year for me for competing. I mean, right now, honestly, 2021, my first year in AEW, I really want to spend a lot of time commentating. I wanted to learn the talent. I wanted to learn the flow of AEW. I'm not a guy that's going to jump in and, and fight Kenny Omega for championships or anything like that. That's not my thing. My thing is being an attraction and helping some of the younger talent in AEW. And, and I really want to get a really grasp of what 
AEW is about. And the best way to do that is to sit there at the commentary table and learn the athletes and, and learn the style and the flow. So it's, I had a real easy introduction with absolutely zero pressure on my plate at all. I think it's the first time in four decades where I haven't felt this kettle pressure on me to, uh, to have to do certain things. This has been at my pace and my speed and what I want to do. And I really appreciate the opportunities. And of course, there's a lot of talented guys with AEW for you to work with. Um, and I know a lot of people are wondering when you're going to get in the ring with Shaq too. I know that's been teased for almost 20 years now. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it seems like ever since I've laced up wrestling boots, I think Shaq and I have been uh, doing it. I think if Shaquille O'Neal versus Paul White's going to happen, it'll happen here in AEW. Um, I think just the way the company is structured, um, I think this is, Shaq has already competed here before. Um, I think the opportunities are there. It's just uh, lining up this schedule and my schedule, and uh, we're kicking around some ideas, and we'll see if it fits together. If it does, it's going to have to be damn good, that's for sure, because I've kind of stalled long enough. Now I have to really deliver. So it's either going to be one they'll never forget or one that they have wish the hell that they did, could forget. So it's going to be one or the other. <laughs> Awesome. Again, uh, AEW is going to be in Minneapolis here at the Target Center for AEW Full Gear. And I want to ask you, Paul, how things uh, are for you working with the younger guys? I know for a guy like you who was, you know, really thrown in the deep end when you started, you know, wrestling Hulk Hogan in your debut, I imagine you're able to offer a lot of, uh, you know, hey, I've been there kind of advice to some of these guys backstage. Well, that's an interesting point. You know, when I started, I was the youngest guy in the locker room by like 10 years. Uh, I think when I started, it was like me and Alex Wright were the two young guys in, in WCW. Um, that same kind of veteran, just kicked down knowledge that I got from Hogan and Savage and Flair and Arn Anderson and Sting and Luger and, and all these guys and Undertaker and, and uh, all these guys that just slowly kicked down knowledge over the years to me and Pat Patterson and Paul Heyman and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I've had a chance to work with pretty much anybody that's ever been anybody. So being able to relate to talent, no matter who you're trying to emulate or who you're trying to be, um, just being authentic with your performance is, is the key to any success. Any star that I've ever seen make it male or female, they believed 110% in what they were doing in the ring. They knew who they were. They executed it. The fans believed it. They made a connection with the audience. And sometimes when you're younger, you're frustrated because you want that to happen now. And it takes time. It just takes time. Be patient. Don't beat yourself up over what happened yesterday. Yesterday's gone. Learn from it. Move on to today and tomorrow, you know, and stay positive. And I think that's that kind of reassurance I think I'm able to offer some of the, the talent in AEW because they're so hungry. There's so much passion there. And, and the authenticity in AEW is so much, it's so different. I mean, when you have a, a live promo in AEW, you have a promo. I mean, it's not written for you. There's not a writer's draft. There's not a bunch of people putting your mask together, telling you what spots to do or what psychology to have. These athletes are discovering their own characters on their own. They're making their own choices, good or bad, but they're making their own choices and they're learning from them. And I think that product, because AEW is so young, as the years progress on, this product is going to do nothing but get hotter. And I'm excited about that future growth. And it's got to be great for uh, some of the younger wrestlers there, as you mentioned, you know, having people to bounce things off of and 
you know, with guys like Sting and Jericho and Arn Anderson and, you know, Dustin Rhodes, it's, it's for you, it's got to be kind of like going back to your hometown and, and you know, catching up with the old game. <laughs> uh, there's so many friends I have there between uh, Brian Danielson and Sam Park and Christian, Jericho and Arn. There's so many guys that I have spent hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles up and down the road with all over the world uh, competing and front of crowds from you know 20,000 to 100,000 you know so there's so much history there with all these guys but yes it's comfortable around them and it's comfortable too with the guys are there because all of us have that same passion of wanting to build AEW want to see AEW grow and wanting to encourage the younger talent in AEW to step up and take their place to, to step up and lead the company and lead professional wrestling for the future so there's not guys they're an AEW that's just about themselves. It's a very uh, learning environment for everyone to do well. Growth possibilities are limitless in AEW. Awesome. And obviously you have had a, a legendary wrestling career, but I think it's great that um, your acting career really is uh, flourishing. And you were recently able to show off, you know, not only your comedic chops, but, you know, more of a serious side uh, on the big show show. Uh, are you hoping to do more acting uh, now that, uh, you know, projects are kind of getting back on track? Absolutely. That's one of the things that making the transition has been really good for me in AEW is I have more opportunity to do more projects. I mean, in WWE, things were a little bit limited on what I could do and scheduling and timing where I don't have those uh, restraints in AEW. So I'm pursuing a lot of stuff now, some film stuff now, uh, some television series stuff. You know, we were really, we did really well with the big show show, obviously, you know, that show has moved on. That show's not around anymore. I don't work for the same company, but I'm working on other types of shows where I can show the comedic talent and have some fun with that, some movie stuff, and hitting up all my close friends for movie parts to get in the door between, you know, Batista and Cena and Rock and all of them. Like, hey, man, you need a big guy, you know, hey, you need a big guy. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you got friends, you got to pimp them out, right? Sure. So there you go. But, uh, no, we're just having fun with it, man. That's the thing, exploring new projects. And like I said, at this stage of the game, it's really nice to not have any pressure. I mean, I've got a fun place to work. I'm surrounded by a lot of young talent that has positive energy. And, you know, getting back after the past couple of years where everything took such a hard hit in the entertainment industry, doors are opening up for that and just pursuing opportunities and being thankful. You know, and I see you, you know, doing stuff like the big show show and, you know, having high fights and hanging out with Jaleel White. And, you know, then I think back to, uh, you know, back in 96 in WCW, you were in the NWO and you came out in the crowd at a show here in Minnesota, you know, to glare at Jeff Jarrett, I think. And, and you were standing right next to me in the crowd. And I was in high school at the time, but I remember thinking, you know, I better not try to pat this guy on the back. You know, it's definitely, uh, you, you got a lot of range, I guess, between, uh, between all the different things you can do. Well, it's, I think that I've been lucky in that aspect that, you know, range is one way of looking at it. I look at it as uh, just being open-minded for any opportunity. You know, that's, that's the thing. This is the entertainment business, and I just try to have fun. And I've always tried throughout my young adult life because I was so much bigger, 6'2 at 12, 6'8 at 14. So it was hard to fit in and blend in. So I always tried to entertain people and be funny and make people comfortable around me. And, and it led to a career in entertainment and wrestling. And, of course, you know, when you're a big athletic monster, that helps too. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, i got to ask you, we're here in Minnesota. 
one of my all-time favorite films, Jingle All the Way. I got to ask your experience right. making that film. Uh, you know, Jingle All the Way was great. That was so much fun. Um, Arm was, I mean, first of all, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. It doesn't get any better than that to work on set with him and just to, to laugh with him and, and see his, his very fun personality uh, on set. I remember uh, um, I was hanging in a harness for one of the stunts that didn't make the film. And uh, I remember Arnold walked by while I was hanging in, in the in the harness. My feet were about two feet off the ground, and I'm I'm slowly spinning like a Christmas orb. I'm just kind of dangling there. And he <laughs> he walked by just like a true uh, athlete in the locker room. You know, he slaps you right in the nuts and goes, "Pay attention!" So I'm sitting there <laughs> spinning around, and I'm laughing, thinking Arnold Schwarzenegger just slapped me in the nuts, and it was funny. So there you go. But the fact that he said, pay attention. There's nothing for me to do. I'm just hanging here. There's nothing for me to pay attention to. But just his good sense of humor. And uh, uh, obviously doing that whole thing was a good time. Christopher Columbus and uh, the whole deal. It was a fun, cool thing to be a part of. And it comes around every Christmas. And I'm reminded of back when I had long hair and a bright future. <laughs> Well, again, uh, you'll be at the Target Center here for AEW uh, Full of Gear pay-per-view. Um, is there anything else maybe coming up for you or other projects we should be looking out for? Yeah, there's some stuff coming down the pipeline. Um, I can't stooge it off just yet, but there's some really exciting things happening for for me and myself and AEW come up in 2022. So uh, uh, Tony Khan's put some really crazy stuff together for me. So uh, I think the rest of this year we're going to try to get through and Enjoy this year. Enjoy this full gear pay-per-view. The big stakes on the line between the AEW Men's Championship and the AEW Women's Championships are on the line. And then uh, get excited next year. I'll be wrestling, lacing my boots up tight, ready to rock and roll. So it's going to be fun. Awesome, man. Again, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time, and it's been an honor speaking with you today. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you very, very much for the time. Appreciate supporting AEW. Thanks, man. And again, that was the one and only Paul White, and he'll be with All Elite Wrestling AEW in Minneapolis at the Target Center for AEW's Full Gear pay-per-view on Saturday. Hey, everyone. This is Paul White from All Elite Wrestling. You're listening to The Five Count. That's five. <laughs> 